Milner. Can he tee up someone in red? And he goes towards Lundgren. Hello and welcome back to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have our co-host Logan Stump. How's it going? And Matt Hartgrove. Hey everyone. Well, today we got uh, quite the show for you. I am going to say that I think this one will be shorter than the others, but we've so far struck out on that one uh, each time we pretty much say that. Um so let's just get into it. We got some, uh, we're going to get into some Premier League fixtures. We're going to get into the Champions League final preview, the Europa League final preview. And we also got some transfer no- uh, news here. Uh, so there was an update. Uh, if we start with transfers, there was an update with the Havertz uh, situation to Chelsea. It sounds like he really wants to go. And Chelsea is $10 million short on the evaluation from Bayer Leverkusen. And uh, they even said... <laughs> that they want this sorted by August 28th. And I saw a really funny tweet about this that said, uh, you know, because it was it's just the second German team now to say that the deadline is not deadline day. And people are like, <laughs> what's wrong with deadline day? <laughs> That's what the deadline is. Oh. So we'll see on that. I know Chelsea Twitter is in rage right now of trying. To, they're acting like Liverpool Twitter right now. Uh, trying to get this deal across the board. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been brutal. Uh, you know, I mean, like, one, everybody just acted like it was already happening or already done. And then you get the people that are like, I kind of think maybe this might not happen. And then you got the people like, oh, it's going to happen. They just need to announce it. And then you have the people that are like, announce it, right? It's just, it's just going in a weird uh, motion. I'm just patient. We either, you know, we either get him or we don't. The other Chelsea target is Thiago Silva on PSG. Apparently, he's able to leave on a free at the end of the season. So it seems like uh, Chelsea has been trying to uh, get him into Stamford Bridge. Weston McKinney is now not being linked to Hertha Berlin. He's now being linked to Southampton for about twenty-two million pounds or euros. I'm not sure which one it was. It's not official. Um, you know, people, reporters before for Southampton were saying that they're not even looking at him, but this time it sounds like they actually are looking at him. So take that for a grain of salt. Uh, Anthony Robinson, U.S. defender, is left Wigan to Fulham. That was official today. We're recording this on Thursday. And here's an interesting one. Neymar's agent says it is more likely that Messi will go to PSG than it is for Neymar to leave PSG. 
And he's also suggesting that maybe Cristiano could meet up with them there as well. So let's let's start with you, Logan. Uh, Mbappe, Messi, Neymar, Ronaldo, Di Maria. Is that just terrifying or what? I'm selling. I'm selling all my city stuff, and I'm going. I'm going to go switch over to PSG. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I don't. You do. You don't beat that. I don't think. I, I don't know. I guess Bayern would start selling. I mean, then Bayern and City and, and Liverpool would have to combine into one team as well. Um, <laughs> just gonna have to sell each other players. Um, I think. Uh, I think Liverpool has the best stadium. Uh, and all of them. So I think, and they've got the best song. So I think we should just sell all, um, just combine those three clubs and then we can have the super clubs. Um, and then we'll have like five or six clubs and they can just beat the crap out of each other. So like nonstop world cup. So is that, uh, would you change that team name to MLB for Munich, oh, Liverpool, oh, or Manchester City, Manchester, Liverpool, Bayern? <laughs> there you go. And then um, they can have ba- baseball bats because they'll need them to beat all all of those guys. Um, but I could I, I one. How do you afford like th- they must have unlimited wages if that's something seriously being uh, discussed? I mean, obviously, it's it's fun to think of Ronaldo and Messi together. Uh, but again, I think that would be too many prima donnas on one team. And I Definitely. don't think Mbappe. Like what you've said, Jordan, for a long time is I think Mbappe's. I mean, I don't see him there much longer. Yeah, I would think that maybe Mbappe, if they win this all, maybe he moves on. Uh, maybe not this season, just because of the tight window. But maybe, maybe after that, he goes to a bigger team. Because my thoughts here are that one, I think somebody would have to leave in that situation. It would probably be Di Maria or. Uh, Mbappe, you know, or both of them. If you're going to have Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar all up top, I, I, I don't know. That just seems like at that point it's too many cooks in the kitchen, I guess. And it could be disastrous. Matt, what, what's your thoughts on is this even possible or is this just Neymar's agent spitting some rumors around? It's just, It has to just be rumors. There's no way. I just thinking about all of those players together, I, I don't even think it would just be Di Maria and Mbappe gone. I I think it, you have to take out Neymar or Ronaldo in that scenario. If if you were to try to bring in all of them, I don't think it's possible because Neymar and Ronaldo pretty much play the same position too on the left, and I don't I don't think you could ever put those two. Messi can play with Neymar. And Messi could play with Ronaldo, but I don't think Ronaldo could play with Neymar. I just I think there's something about both of them that doesn't work. And with that, I Di Maria is already kind of on the the background. I feel he's more of a he's a good player, but you know if he had to play on the bench, he's been on the bench before in other squads, um, whether it was uh, his like Madrid days or his um, Man United days. He's been on the bench. He might not like it, but he's been there. But I, I, I just, in the end, I don't think you would see any way, shape, or form that all those players can be together. I, I think two at the max would be the best you could really get. And I think they would go Messi, Neymar if they had to pick. My whole thought about this, too, is would Messi and Neymar even want this, you know, I know Messi wants to play with Neymar again, but Neymar was pretty adamant to get out of Barcelona so he could get out of Messi's shadow. 
maybe I mean maybe if they won the Champions League, uh, as we're going to talk about here coming up, maybe then he would say, well, I was able to lead my team to a Champions League without Messi, so now him coming in just means we're even better. But I, I don't know. I feel like that might be too many egos on one team, and uh, I, I have no idea. That would be insane. And you bet that's the team everybody would be using on FIFA 21 online. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on here, staying with Messi, though, uh, we have this just came out earlier today. Barcelona's president was quoted here. He's a candidate, presidential candidate. Victor Front thinks that there's a chance Messi will leave. He says, I believe there's a risk and it gives me nightmares. Messi is vital to this club, the most important player in its entire history. The relationship between Messi and Barca must continue after he's hung up his boots. He should be the image of this club and its growth throughout the world. I guess what we need to figure out here is that we also did have something come out earlier with Messi saying that he is telling the president that he's not a big fan of this rebuild, I guess that they're going through and he wants to leave and sees himself out of the club. We kind of talked about it a bit last week, but that was before we even really heard these reports. It was kind of more of just a question of frustration. Um, But I guess now the question is, is this really likely to happen? Or is this a presidential candidate who's putting this out here thinking that maybe this will help him get the Barcelona presidency uh, over the guy that is currently in charge? Let's start with you, Matt. Um, I, I do understand. I don't think it's a way for him trying to, to get the role of the of president. It's really hard to, to see Messi leaving. I, do I think Messi wants to leave? Yeah. I, I do I do fully believe he does, but I and I understand having nightmares about him leaving if if you're even Barcelona fans themselves probably having nightmares. Um, but I in a, the way that the off season is this year, it just doesn't seem possible between the short turnaround time for leagues. I a player like Messi isn't gonna leave into the season. Once Barcelona starts, he's not gonna leave, whether it's you're not gonna see him move on deadline day because he's going to play a few games for Barcelona, and he's, he's going to be on the team for the year. And just everything around it just doesn't – it seems so difficult to happen. I know we've talked about it in the text message. The thought of him leaving with all the different factors right now between a, a transfer fee and, the, the again, the short turnaround of the season, it just doesn't seem doable. Do I, I do fully believe the president is, is just in general scared that it could happen because if he does leave, I think that's the moment Barcelona goes from one of the top two, three teams in Spain to, to really mid tier. I don't think they can get any further because Suarez is on a decline. Their defense is on the decline and it, they just don't really have anything going for them. If, if they lose him. So is he scared? Yeah. But I, I don't think it would be something he would do to try to, to get himself into a better role with the club, though. Before we get to you, Logan, for for people that don't know, because we were texting about this off the air, and none of you guys are in our text message thread, but uh, what I had heard is that the the release clause is $700 million. 
dollars or I guess euros. I'm not really sure which currency. Either way, it's an insane amount. But some people think that maybe, okay, well, Barso might just sell at that point anyway because he like he could just walk away. Once it gets to like December, he could sign like a six month pre contract, you know, uh somewhere else before he leaves. Um that maybe they think, well, if we can even just get a hundred million for him, which would still be a lot of money, you know, they would they would say we can reinvest that and use that to new players to bring those players in before he leaves and maybe really start turning a turning a corner here. Logan, if it was up to you and you're the president of Barcelona or you're the one that's in charge of transfers, are you selling Messi because he wants to leave and two, because you're going to get more for him than if he just walks away? Or are you just trying to hold on to him thinking that you're going to turn that corner and he's going to sign a long-term deal? Yeah, this is like a <laughs> this is probably a nightmare situation for anybody stepping in. President elect first year, step in the best player to ever play the game probably is is sitting uh, unhappily in your locker room. And you know, I, I don't think he's. It's really tough because what Matt said. I don't obviously. I don't think you're going to see him on a new club. Um, obviously, to begin any of their seasons things on Germany starting up soon anyway and and England's not far behind um I, I don't see it happening quickly I do think it'll take some time um and if it did happen it would happen right up against to where you would see him have to really learn a system and get into a new system which is crazy to think because uh, and like you guys were talking about with me last week that you, you when you close your eyes you can't picture him elsewhere um but I think you've got I think you've got to explore selling him um because if you don't and he walks out next year because he's unhappy of a rebuild that's not gone well and that's the reason he's left then you're really in in a mess where you know he walks away you don't get that money from any clubs trying to get to him uh he goes to whoever he wants you know that could be scary because you know competitively if 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 barcelona can stay somewhat near the top you, you might have to face him and a Champions League game that you might not want, you know, for the years to come. So I don't think that's in your best interest. Uh, I, I just don't see him. I, I don't know. It, it's so it's such a weird position because all these things keep coming out. It kind of feels, and I always compare it to, to LeBron because it, it's that same kind of caliber. I think it's it's interesting to look at it and say, you know, that he's not leaving, but there's just so much out against it now that you, you got to think that, that it's very realistic that he's moving on um, from Barcelona or has already. And this seems like this seems like a lot of people that haven't actually been able to contact him who normally would be able to contact him. So I think it's it kind of has a weird feel to it. When, when it's kind of like when LeBron goes to my era, Cleveland to go down to Miami. It, it's it's definitely weird. And I think you've got to get some value out of him. I'd be looking to sell him, like if I was sitting in the, that position, because I think one, you're going to get a ton of money from whoever is going to try to afford him, whether it be PSG, whether it be City, whether you you know one of the and like Enter can get something, because that seems to be one that people try to link up, but I just don't see the money coming in there. But it, it could get interesting. I don't. I, I think he leaves, but I don't think it's soon. I think it's a little later. Um, I'll give it a month or so. 
All right. I think we'll stop the the messy talk here for a bit. We're going to talk some more Barcelona later in the show. Uh, but first, let's get into our headlines. CBS All Access has announced that they have now gained the rights to the women's UEFA Champions League as well. And those games start uh, in the quarterfinals tomorrow, Friday, August uh, 21st. Um, so uh, Lyon uh, has won... You know, we'll, we'll get into their men's team, but their women's team is is like the best in Europe and have won like four in a row and going for their fifth in a row and have won a total of seven Champions Leagues since they've started the Champions League for the women's team. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Uh, Premier League fixtures were released today. And tomorrow, actually, Friday, is when they're releasing the EFL ones for League 2, the Championship, and League 1 and all those. But... So let's take a look at opening day here. September 12th, Saturday, we got Crystal Palace versus Southampton, Fulham versus Arsenal, Liverpool versus Leeds, Spurs versus Everton, West Brom versus Leicester, and West Ham versus Newcastle. And out of those games, they're all on at the same time, supposedly. That might change with TV. I'm not sure how that'll work. But so far, it looks like they're all 10 a.m. games Eastern time. If that, uh, if if you can only watch one, which one of those games are you watching? Especially you, Logan, because Manchester United and Manchester City are not playing uh, that day. So, what game are you looking forward to the most on that opening day schedule? Since your team's not playing. Yes, I mean, <laughs> it. It. This will obviously be. Um, if it's the same question fielded towards Matt, I don't want to steal his thunder. So I'll go ahead and say that Liverpool and Leeds, but I'll say it because I'm looking forward to Leeds um, being up into the Premier League. Uh, it's rather unfortunate you get promoted and there's the champion sitting there waiting for you, um, which seems to be the dirty trick they try to pull really often, very early too. And they're like, all right, you're up here with the big boys now. Let's see what you got. It could be disaster for Liverpool, though, if it doesn't go well. <laughs> it could. Be, I could just picture Twitter now and Matt probably throwing his phone through the, the window because he can't stand Twitter uh, when Liverpool's not doing well. Oh, but especially yeah. if they haven't made any signings. They'd be like, <laughs> we need signings! <laughs> uh, I think Leeds goes out and signs um, Thiago, um, and then all hell breaks loose. All right, Matt, I know you're probably going to be watching that Liverpool-Leeds game, but do any of those uh, other games jump out at you if you had to have a second screen? Which one of these matchups you're looking forward to? You know, there isn't really a lot of games. Even looking at the schedule, besides, I think the Liverpool-Leeds one is fun because it's two very... A lot of Leeds fans, and it definitely seems like Leeds play a little bit more of a, a Liverpool style, like liverpool light type of football. So, I mean, I obviously I'm excited to watch Liverpool. They get the championship champions two years in a row at home, and it didn't work out well for Norwich. Um, but I don't know. The other games, it's all very – maybe Tottenham versus Everton because those teams might be close-ish yeah. to each other. Um, but, you know, Fulham getting Arsenal, and I, I don't know. I just Fulham just don't seem very intriguing, and I – Palace Southampton could actually be a pretty solid game if if Palace um, are able to to keep it somewhat respectable this year. I know they're usually like mid to lower tier, but they struggled at the end, so that game could actually be pretty decent. 
Is that just but... a shout out for your friend there, the Palace <laughs> fan? Yeah, when he's listening, Andrew, I'm I'm rooting for your Palace team. They're also great restaurant at Magic Kingdom as well. But yeah, I would say I mean Liverpool Leeds are my the main game I'll be watching. You mentioned the Crystal Palace restaurant in Magic Kingdom, and I just was thinking about this the other day too, and I wanted to bring it up here. Is it's funny that you landed on Liverpool because I really feel like you would have landed on Crystal Palace with your uh, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh obsession. <laughs> that that would be like, oh th- wait, there's a team called Crystal Palace, and there's Crystal Palace <laughs> with Winnie the Pooh. Sign me up. It does. It does make sense, but they don't sell Crystal Palace gear at the at the uh, United Kingdom Pavilion at Epcot back in 2012. That's and you so- think they would? That's a no brainer there. <laughs> yeah but the first week it's just not honestly the week two has some better games uh, i know jordan and i will uh, be pretty interested in a game that's in week two so <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a second but um but you know there was actually a crystal palace team over here in baltimore they were affiliated with them i think they was they were called crystal palace baltimore and they had like the same logo. I don't know if they were like a, an affiliated team over here or what. But uh, so Monday the fourteenth, Chelsea have Brighton, and Sheffield United versus Wolves is also on Monday the fourteenth of September, which is only a few weeks away. Man United and and Burnley and Man City and Aston Villa are rescheduled due to them getting like a push, you know, pushback because they're being favored because they made it a, just a little bit farther in the Champions League than Chelsea. So uh, I know Frank was pushing for it, but I guess in spite of him, they were like, oh, we'll give it to City of United. We have money, so a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go through each each of these, but I do want to point out certain games, like Matt was alluding to, Saturday, September 19th, when I'm leaving for Florida. I will be uh, listening or watching, I guess, Chelsea versus Liverpool if Joy's driving. We got Man City versus Wolves. That's an all right one, I guess, that same weekend. Uh, the next Saturday is Liverpool versus Arsenal. Next, we got Man City versus Leicester that weekend as well, which, you know, Leicester is a good side. Uh, when's the next big game, really, that jumps out to me? I know we don't have a Manchester Derby until. December. Uh, oh, we get the Merseyside Derby on October 17th. Everton versus Liverpool in... I was going to say in Liverpool, but they're both in Liverpool. But at Everton at Goodison Park. I was going to say, it's not much of a derby anymore. <laughs> they're all derbies. <laughs> I'll they're tell you that much. derbies. Because... It's only going to end in one of two ways. A draw, which usually happens at Everton. I mean, if Chelsea if Chelsea was facing Brentford, they would still say a London derby, and I'm like, yeah. 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 But uh, Man City Arsenal that weekend too. No, not anymore. No, City Uh, plays City plays Liverpool November seventh. That's the first time City. I mean, uh, Leicester. um, They do play Wolves, which could be interesting. Arsenal doesn't seem very threatening. If you want to see underwhelming, you could watch Arsenal play Fulham. That'll be an underwhelming game. <laughs> really Aren't they both that. London? Are they both London teams? I don't know why. I think yes, Fulham yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Um, October twenty fourth, we got United versus Chelsea. Man, United versus Chelsea. That's going to be a good one as always. 
but yeah, that's for that's like the first half of the season. There's uh, those are the ones that really stick out to us. You know, uh, I'll be watching as much leads as I can because I find them intriguing, and I like to see how uh, Bielsa does in the Premier League with that team. Uh, also, so the MLS regular season is back. We talked about that a little bit last week with uh, uh, Nashville getting their first win. Nashville and Dallas played again, and they ended at a nil-nil draw. So really, Nashville got four points out of uh, a, a road trip to Dallas. And now uh, the rest of the teams are kicking off. We had Toronto versus Vancouver the other night. Uh, Toronto won that one like 3-0. We were tweeting it. And then uh, tonight, from when we're recording this, probably once we're done this, I'm going to flip on the Philadelphia Union game. We also have a New York uh, derby, which is Hudson River derby. No, let's skip Champions League. Let's go to Europa first, because that is tomorrow from when we're recording. So if you're listening to this, it's probably the day of the final, which is at 3 p.m. on Friday, August 21st. And... Probably about the best matchup you could ask for, maybe other than Inter versus Manchester United, just in the fact of the history of Alexi Sanchez and Ashley Young and Lukaku all had at Manchester United. But I think football-wise, this is probably the best matchup. Uh, We had Sevilla advance over Manchester United. And guess what, Matt? Your prediction was really close, but you said no <laughs> penalty kick for United this time. And to the shock of nobody, they got their 22nd uh, of the season. I don't know if it's impressive or if there was just something happening in those games. Are they, I can't. They need no more penalties. That's my prediction. They'll get zero penalties in the upcoming year. <laughs> I'm going to call it on a limb. Play that, that, that's a limb, I'll tell you that much. Play through it. But yeah, so United, I don't know, how, how did... I missed most of the first half. I was listening to it on the radio. And then after that, I was trying to watch the game, and my dogs kept wanting to go outside for a walk. So I didn't get to see a lot of this. But from what I saw, United didn't really look great. I think Sevilla looked all right. And, um, you know, the more impressive game for me... Uh, you know, while the United one was probably more thrilling because it was closer, we have Inter Milan, who stomped all over Shakhtar Donetsk 5-0. So if we look at this here, we have Martinez scoring in the 19th minute, the Ambrosio in the 64th, Martinez again in the 74th, Lukaku in the 78th, and Lukaku in the 84th. So just think of this. It was really a 1-0 game until a half uh, until an hour into the game and then it just exploded into <laughs> 5-0. I I just remember us, you know, texting as this thing's going on like Matt <laughs> Matt wasn't able to watch it, right? And uh you were oh, just yeah, like, "Wait, it's 2 nothing now. Now it's 3 nothing. Now it's 4-0." And it was yeah, just we couldn't keep up. It was almost like the the Barca Bayern <laughs> game. It was like insanity. Inner look impressive. So let's get into our little preview here, I guess, and and make our picks for the Europa League. Inter Milan versus Sevilla. Who do you got, Logan? Man, this is tough. Um, 
they both have looked really good. But and remember, remember, Sevilla has won this like three times in the last five years. Right. Um. And, and they they looked a lot better because I haven't seen. There's the one that I haven't seen as much of, and I finally got to see the one the other day. Um. Somewhat. And, and they they were they were they're impressive. That Suso that they have is um, has played phenomenally. Um. But I. I've watched Inter a lot. Uh, it seems like every time I watch a, a game all the way through, and I even watch one of their games to finish out their season over there in Italy, um, Inter just looks Inter looks scary, kind of like Bayern did, um, but didn't really lose steam this last game. So, you know, Lukaku's... <laughs> it seems like every time he gets the ball, I'm having to update the, the, fo- the infographic on my little um, Photoshop thing. Uh, it seems like it's always him doing something um and every time he touches it i'm like ready uh to switch it over um just because he looks that good uh and i think inter just looks that good uh i think they're going to challenge for syria um coming up so I, i'm going to go with inter and i'm going to say let's say it's pretty close i'll say it's probably 2-1 inter all right i think i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go ahead and say inter as well and I'm going to go 3-2. Going to be a little high-scoring affair final. <laughs> Watch it be like 1-0. Matt, who do you got moving on? and uh, Not moving on. Who do you got winning the Europa League final? Oh, man. I'm not going to be very uh, original here, I guess. But um, I would have to go enter. And I, honestly, I was, I was going 3-2 as well. <laughs> So I'm going, I'm agreeing with Jordan on the score line here. They just look better. They I, they look unstoppable. It looks like they're meant to win this tournament. I the way they played, even it's against Shakhtar, um, but even when they played Leverkusen, they just everything seems to be going really really well for them. And they honestly have the better players, and you know they just they look like they're going to be the, the better team. And so I. I'm going to have to give it to him. But it will be a fun game. I think it, I, I think this game will be a better game than the Champions League final. Oh, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I guess we'll see. Um, before we move on to Champions League final, here's a, uh, a story I found on FOTMOB. I guess that's how we pronounce it. FOTMOB, FOTMOB. But uh, there's rumors of maybe... This final being Antonio Conte's last game in charge uh, for Inter Milan. There's been rumors of his position being vulnerable, it says here, with Allegri and Pochettino linked with Inter Milan. He, you know, apparently he was asked if this is going to be his last match, and he kind of swatted away the, the, the question there. If they go ahead and win, is it crazy to get rid of the person that brought you one point away from Syria Oz title and the Europa League trophy, Logan? Yeah, I especially how well they've played in Europa. Like, I mean, they've looked uh, really impressive. They've looked like if they were in champions right now, they would be very competitive with with some of the bigger clubs. Um, I mean, they're a big club, but I mean, with some of the guys that were heavy hitters. <laughs> the fact that it just seems like Ponchettino is like like the target for everybody. I keep seeing on Twitter like if you don't hire him, if you don't hire him, then then 
you know, if your failures, um, it's your failure because it'll it'll trickle down and, and have that effect on the teams that don't hire him. So he he must be more than, uh, or he must be more intelligent than anybody that's uh, around because they think really highly of him. So I, I mean, I guess if you fired uh, him after this, it would be tough. <laughs> like how do you fire someone that's that's done so well in Europa? Yeah, uh, he, this would be crazy. I guess maybe they think, you know, if they're going after Allegri or Pochettino, that that they may not be around much longer. And if that's what they want to build their team around, they'd have to go get it. But, I mean, with the way they're playing, you don't want to upset the balance there either, though, right? I mean, the way that Lukaku's playing, the way that the whole team is playing, you know, they're scoring goals. Uh, they're they're hammering teams, and they're in a final. And again, they were one point away from that Juventus, from you that Juventus team that that just won the won the title, and that's the closest it's ever been in the nine years that Juventus have been winning these titles. So I picked, I didn't pick them to win Serie A last year, uh, next year. I said that Juventus will not win it, but that was me kind of banking on Inter Milan continuing the way they're going. Let's let's look at what you just said there about Pochettino. You know, he was linked to, you know, as soon as the Juventus job became open, people linked him to Juventus. They've linked him to Barcelona, which makes more sense with the way Barcelona plays. But Barcelona has opted for Ronald Koeman, former Everton coach, former Southampton coach. He is now, he was the, the national team coach for the Netherlands. And now he is... Barcelona coach. He used to play for Barcelona. He used to be an assistant at Barcelona. Other than some of his, I mean, his Southampton team was good, but when he tried that again at Everton, it didn't really hold. And some of his, you know, stints really look like one to three years that he's hopping around places. Was this the right move, Matt? Or should they have gone after somebody like Pochettino who plays their style? But are they going for the nostalgia of saying we got a club legend coaching our team like they did with Pep? That's a tough question. And I I don't believe they went the right direction. It does seem more of a nostalgia hire. And I I don't know if maybe he has a connection to Messi that none of us really know of. Because um, I feel like he would be the big player that you would want to appease in terms of a hire. Potocino, I always get his name wrong <laughs> when I try to say it. I can see why he's such a, a well, like he, he's the one people are generally associating with teams, mainly because of what he did do with Tottenham. I honestly don't think he should have been fired from Tottenham. I don't think they gave him enough support. Uh, so I can see why he is pretty much the big guy that everyone's going to get linked to. So whether or not he goes somewhere in Italy, I guess we'll have to see. But I don't think – it just seems like one of those moves that Barcelona's grasping at a straw, trying to go like, this guy is a, a well-known name. You know, he is a cl- He's a legend in, in football itself. And, you know, he has done really well with the, the Dutch national team. Um, and his association with the Dutch national teams actually caused a, a slight transfer rumor with Liverpool and one of my favorite players, 
because of his role under him. But I, I just I don't think it's going to work. Uh, and, I, and I also wonder, though, they hire him because he could be really easy to fire. If things start going poorly, is he pretty easy to let go of? Because you don't know how it's not like he's super associated with anything. He's not really close to anything. He's just kind of the manager who we got a big name. But you know what? If we lose a few games in December or January, he's not tipping the scale. So we could just drop him and go after another big name guy. Because I'm sure there'll be another one out there. It happens so often in, in football there. Coaches are getting fired for, you know, city fires their coach if they come in second and don't win any trophies. Like, that's the nature of it. There's always a not this year out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's always a there's there's always a manager out there. It seems like that teams can grab. I mean, Tottenham fired Pochettino in the middle of the year and signed Mourinho from the studios. So he, <laughs> there's a there's a guy there if they want him. So I, I almost think he's hired because he's an easy fire if things go wrong and if things go right, they go we're geniuses. That's what I was going to ask, actually. Is this like a stopgap for them to try to get Pep back when Pep City's contract runs out or if he gets fired? That's a good point. Is this like, you know, a, a stopgap for them to get the person they actually want and they feel like if they had hired Pochettino, he may have done too well where they wouldn't have been able to then get the person they actually want? Yeah, Something to think yeah, about. That, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's that's actually it's a really good point. Yeah, like I think Pep, Pep's. I feel like this is Pep's last year, no matter what happens. Um, if he wins it, he goes out of champ. Uh, if not, then so be it. Um, and I do, I really do. I feel like City is lining up uh, Vincent Company to come back. I just, it's like a weird. I don't know. It's a really weird feeling. And with all the way this is going, with with people hiring legends and stuff, um, and Company was actually. I mean. I think if you're going to hire anybody that that, that he would actually be respectfully, you know, or do respectfully well in, in premier. So, and he's coached Anderlock and he's still there. So I think that Pep will be in Barcelona. I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a stopgap. Interesting. Uh, let's move on to the champions league. We got Bayern Munich who beat uh, Lyon three nil. We got PSG who beat uh, RB Leipzig 3-0. So same result, different day. Let's start with PSG and RB Leipzig. For me, RB Leipzig didn't really look great uh, at all. They kind of looked out of it really early on compared to the other 3-0 game where Leon had a few chances to really either pull back or actually take a lead against Bayern. I feel like it was PSG's game pretty much the whole way. Uh, once it hit, you know, one nil, uh, you know, Neymar did miss an early chance again. Uh, I'm not sure what that is, but he did also have that filthy assist <laughs> where it, I don't know. It, it, I, I feel like this team is, is on a roll right now. And I wouldn't actually be surprised if PSG wins the champions league against Byron. I think it is actually anybody's game. But uh, did PSG impress you at all, Matt? Yeah, they did. Um, it was definitely, I, I did think the game was going to be closer, and I enjoy Leipzig's style of play. 
but they honestly looked overmatched in every aspect of the game. I mean, PSG obviously has a lot of big names, and they did tend to play up to their name this past week. Um, so I, PSG has as big as names as any team, and I think if you see them play to their potential, they probably are one of the top four or five teams in Europe. Uh, obviously, they're going to be playing another one of them in, in a few days here. But PSG, was they were impressive. I, I mean, I didn't get to see a lot of the second half. I did watch highlights of it. But even in the first half, I never felt like Leipzig were really in the game. And would have someone like Warner made a difference for Leipzig? He might have. But in the end, the only difference would have been Leipzig scoring a goal instead of not scoring a goal. They looked overmatched in every asset of the game or facet of the game. And it's just, I mean, PSG finally got over that hump and we'll see if they can actually pull something here with Bayern coming up. But they they did look really good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you backed me up there with the the fact that RB Leipzig didn't really even look like they had much into this game at all. I don't Mm -hmm. think Timo Werner puts much uh, difference either. Uh, I think their main fault was that they didn't start Tyler Adams uh, to get his hat trick. And... <laughs> that was a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, well, honestly, sometimes teams are just overmatched, and Leipzig were a good yep. story. But in these one-off games, it, obviously you can have the occasional upset, but in football, a lot of times the better team tends to be the one winning, and PSG are just better players, better team. Better chemistry even, uh, I'd say, uh, with their top players. And the fact is that Mbappe was able to go 90 or at least start the game. I'm not sure if he went the full 90, but the fact that he was able to start the game I think really helped them kind of get settled easier. Uh, like we mentioned last time, the fact you know, Neymar missed some chances early on, but he was still doing other things in the game. But when you have both of them on the pitch, it's a lot harder to to kind of, you know, defend both of them. So, you know, it kind of really helps that way. And Di Maria was very good as well in this game. Moving on to Bayern, I this is what I want to talk about with Bayern. They they beat uh Leon. 3-0. There was times where Leon could have took the lead. It was actually right when Bayern scored that first goal that Leon had a perfect chance to go ahead, and then it was like right on the run back down, going the other way is when uh, Bayern scored. But they scored three. I predicted 3-0, let me just say, but I also predicted that Lewandowski would not score, and I was wrong. But is it worrying... For you, Logan, if you're a Bayern fan, that in the last two or three games, when Lewandowski has scored, it's when the game is already kind of in your favor. What if, you know, what if you need him? He's missed a few easy chances in this last game. What happens if that form continues against PSG? I mean, we can look at the stats. The stats that Matt sent us the other day, yesterday, or I think it was, that said, you know, did Lewandowski (laughs) score? And it's like out of his last 15 games, every game except for when he played Liverpool was yes. But if we look at it a little further, 
Bayern's probably not going to be able to always put three goals away before he can get his goal. So uh, uh, while he's scoring, and he is the best number nine in Europe, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Roberto Martinez says, <laughs> that Lukaku is the best number nine. He's out of his mind. Uh, it, it is it is uh, Lewandowski. But I, I think I would worry if I'm rooting for Bayern to win that if this game's nil-nil, that maybe he's not going to be the one to take his chances and actually score them. Yeah, I mean, the that that uh, there was a cross, I think, from Gnabry that he just, <laughs> it's like he whiffed on it. Um, I think it was him. And yeah, it was. It, empty net, too. Yeah. Like right just, there, yeah. I mean, I'm talking like whiffed. Like it was... He just needed to touch it, and it would have gone in, and they missed. Um, and what Matt said is, of course, had me going back and forth with myself because I had said that I keep I keep saying that he's playing the best football in Europe, um, but I think you have to have some legit concerns because not only has he had not really looked like he scores late and it was out of reach, but he kind of just looked like he just stands out there at times where it's you know where you'd want him to be more involved. And when he does get open, he hasn't looked threatening. And to be honest, I actually thought, I thought Leon really uh, exposed some of the weakness that Byron does have because um, they they did they attacked early and often. Um, and Leon for what was it about twenty minutes or so really looked like they were going to score at least two or three. And I think you've got to be concerned if you're Byron because I think you really if. If Messi's there, uh, if Mbappe's there, those are different finishes, and, and those are devastating finishes. Because um, if you let Mbappe and Neymar run loose, um, it's going to be a, a very ugly and lopsided game, and they might get part, you know, get the same result that Barcelona got handed to them. Because honestly, up until this point, Bayern looked like the stronger side, but now I really do question. Because, like you said, Jordan, I was watching Lewandowski, and he just doesn't look. He didn't look threatening like, like you would want him to look. So, yeah, absolutely, I'd be concerned. Gnabry looked uh, phenomenal, so that helps. But, you know, how much How much can he really do um, if, if they focus on him and take him completely out too? Yeah, with Gnabry, you know, his first goal, that was another one that was a missed tap-in from Lewandowski where, you know, of course the keeper's right there, but... I mean, it was it was there for him, and then you know Nabry hits it in, and then you get the um, or maybe that was for Nabry's second goal because his first one was the rocket, and then you have the one that you said that was the cross into the box, and he's at the far post, and he's you know uh, jumping in the air, and he misses it. I don't want to sound too hard on the guy, but I, I, one I, I feel like that I was kind of right in how this game was going to play out, right? Uh, you know, I. I thought that Leon would be better defensively than Barcelona. They were. They were very sharp defensively at times, but I said that Bayerns have too much firepower, and they did. And uh, the only thing I really got wrong was that Lewandowski scored. Um, <laughs> not to toot my own horn here, guys. But <laughs> but yeah, so I guess, I guess, you know, the way I look at it here is I, I, I don't, really care for PSG that much, right? Uh, another big money team that's come out of nowhere. I, I do like Mbappe. 
Neymar kind of gets old after a while at times with, I mean, he's very talented, but some of his theatrics is, is what, you know, is not great. He's kind of slimmed down on those a lot recently, but still. And the fact that he used to play for Barcelona doesn't help him in my case. And then um, when, when we look at uh, Bayern, I, I, I would, I'm kind of torn on who I want to win here. I like Byron more. I like a lot of the players more, but they've already won it five times. And usually the person in me says, you know, I, I want a, I want an underdog story to win. So I, I don't really know which way I'm going on this uh, for what I want to happen, but we're, let's get into our predictions, I guess. Matt, who do you got winning the Champions League final? And is this going to be the highest scoring final of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I do have Bayern winning. I I agree with some of what you, you guys were saying with Bayern, but I also think it's pretty impressive that they can still do this damage to teams with someone like Lewandowski struggling. You know, and I know obviously they could you know cover Gnabry a little bit better. Or, or, you know, you have Perisic on the other. You've got Muller um, in the middle, which I feel like he gets so overlooked at this point because of those three guys around him. I love Thomas Muller. Um, and I, and honestly, what I was really impressed, and I, I hate kind of hate saying it, but I was really impressed with Philippe Coutinho off the bench. He looked really dangerous when he came in, and I honestly think he could end up playing a really big role in this game because um, I – I have Bayern winning three to one. I think they just look on like they're on a tear. Even when a player's struggling, they're still beating these teams three nothing. Uh, obviously, they they beat uh, Barcelona eight to two. They had no issues prior to the pandemic either. They were beating teams up. You know, they beat up Chelsea. I'm sorry, Jordan. Um, <laughs> they beat up Tottenham in their games. <laughs> But they, they just they've been dominating, and I I think their defense is getting. I know they played a, a a pretty high line against Lyon, and that definitely was a reason for some of those attempts. And PSG will also get those attempts. But looking at both defenses, I I do think I think Bayern has a better defense, and I think Coutinho ends up playing a really big role. I I I think Coutinho will score the goal that seals the Champions League for for Bayern. If that happens, like we said before, if Bayern win, right? Don't uh, Barca, uh, Liverpool have to? No, Barcelona have to pay Liverpool uh, money for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> if, Barcelona pays five million euros to Liverpool. And if Alfonso Davies, uh, if he starts the final and wins the final uh, with Bayern then Bayern Munich will pay Vancouver Whitecaps like $1.5 million, I think, is what I read. Um, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go with PSG. I'm going to go 3-2. I'm going to say that some of that, uh, some of the stuff that we just talked about maybe haunts Bayern Munich. Unfortunately, I think I have PSG with, you know, Mbappe and Neymar and Di Maria scoring those chances that are were kind of laid up for Memphis to pay, uh, to pay and everybody on Lyon. Uh, Logan, who do you got? Yeah, uh, I would say it's not as uh, solid as I, I expected this to be, but uh, I'm still going to go with Byron. I think 
they just look like a major headache. Even when, like Matt said, when Lewandowski's not playing well, they're still finding ways. Thomas Mueller looked fantastic too. Um, and just that top, I mean, that midfield and then those wingers, I mean, it just looks like a disaster um, for what PSG is going to try to do. Um, and I just think if you look at position by position, I, I do, I think that Byron matches up better, if not, you know, at, at the same level. Gnabry's on a whole different planet and coming off what he just did. Um, Lewandowski, I think, proves Jordan wrong here. I think he goes for two. I think that Byron wins 3-2. Okay, so you have the same score line, just different mm-hmm. teams. And that works out because I it would have been boring if we all picked the same team there on a final. <laughs> so I'm glad to see that because I think this final will be close. I don't think it'll be, you know, Bayern versus Barcelona part, you know, two here. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be really exciting. Think about the star power we have here. Like I said, we have Mbappe, Neymar, Di Maria, along with uh, Thomas Mueller, Robert Lewandowski, Manuel uh, Neuer, we got Serge Gnabry, Alfonso Davies. I mean, the the stars that are on the pitch in this final are amazing. Uh, this has probably got to be one of the top Champions League finals since, I don't know, uh, it's been a while because Liverpool-Tottenham did not have this star power. <laughs> Whoa! No. Hot take. No. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Cold take. I think you know, <laughs> really cold. I, in, in terms of star power, I mean, in, in a way, Liverpool Real Madrid probably had a, a good amount to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not, probably yeah. Think, that's probably the last one. Liverpool's Liverpool didn't have a, some of their players have grown a little bit more since then. Believably, that was a pretty high star powered uh, final. So yeah, honestly, I would love to see penalty kicks. I think that would be kind of fun. I know I don't. I can't recall the last time penalty kicks were in a Champions League final, but since I don't have really a, uh, I don't really have much of a stake in either of these teams, it would be kind of fun to see it happen. I I think the last time would have been 2012 with uh, Chelsea Bayern. Chelsea Munich. Bayern. Yeah, that that sounds right. I know that. I think that was the first Champions League final that I, I had ever seen. Well, yeah. Just imagine this. Like Jordan said, think of all that firepower in a penalty. Uh, situation, definitely shoot out. Like, <laughs> good lord, <laughs> that would be fun to watch. <laughs> God. I couldn't. That's. I honestly couldn't be a. I don't know if I could handle being a fan in a, a penalty shootout for something no. like that. That would be like it's mm. like overtime in the Super Bowl or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. just, the the last one, <laughs> the last one with penalty kicks was 2016. Real Madrid versus Atletico Madrid went to penalties. Mm. Wow, and the one in 2013 uh, did not go to penalties. That was the one with uh, Sergio, um, or was Sergio. it 2014? Ser- Sergio Ramos, one of them. He he won the Champions League final uh, with a header at the end. But yeah, 2016, I remember it now. Ronaldo scoring a penalty um, in the shootout, and I think you know, strutting his stuff afterwards. All that. <laughs> so you heard it here. That's unlike him. Byron or PSG is going to score three goals. Each one of us has, each of us has a three goal, one team with three goals and the other team with 
with at least one. So both teams are getting on the score sheet, according to us, which means that this is going to be a nil-nil draw that goes into penalties. <laughs> with one main penalty. <laughs> I'm pretty certain... Yeah. I'm pretty certain Copenhagen's going to win the game. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they, they've had a couple clean sheets in these finals. So. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe they got past United. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, that is, uh, I think that is about our show. Did, was there anything else? I don't think we missed anything else. Oh, One yeah, thing we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, Man, uh, Messi is going to go to Man City. Um, just oh, that just here. broke. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> People are going through their laptops right now. <laughs> he he looks really good in a union uh, union kit. He does a uh, little like Photoshop really pictures. He, yep. The dark blue suits him. Yes. So Messi, if you're listening to this, uh, we just said uh, you look really good in dark blue and <laughs> gold. So you know, come on over to Philadelphia and dupe it up when we score a goal. You can follow the show on Twitter at Stoppage Show, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email us at Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com or Instagram us at Stoppage Time Soccer Show. I do want to give a shout out to, I, I joined a, talking about Philadelphia Union, I joined a, a Philadelphia Union podcast called The Free Kick with Todd Lewis. And he had me on explaining my Philadelphia Union fandom. Uh, we talked a little bit about a preview of tonight's game of the Revs versus the Union. I predicted a 1-1 draw. So if that happens, you know, uh, I am, again, Nostradamus. Uh, and uh, we broke down the MLS's back tournament from a Union perspective. And uh, and that was about it. It was really nice talking some Philadelphia Union with Todd. And we hope to have him on our, our show at some point because he is a Manchester United fan. That would give us oh, a little gosh. bit of a different little bit of a different perspective uh, every once in a while. But that about wraps us up and have a great rest of your weekend and enjoy these finals. Kane has stolen it at the death. That's what he's there for. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.